back to the Shona Project podcast. I am Alison Curtis. I'm Tammy Darcy. And I can't believe we're still rolling. This is great. We're getting a great reaction to everything. It's yeah. been amazing. No, I'm excited. So, Tammy, you're particularly brave, I think, doing this episode <laughs> because you brought with you your gorgeous, lovely daughter, Freya. How are you, Freya? I'm great. Thank you. How do you feel about this? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tammy, tell us what we're doing. Freya is my daughter, who we've mentioned before in the podcast, but um, we thought it'd be really important to get a perspective from a mom and a daughter. Freya is now 18. She's now a fully fledged grown up. Um, But, you know, I've mentioned her experiences before and I thought it'd be nice to get her to explain it from her perspective. And then I can explain it from my perspective as someone who's trying to support her. So this could go anyway. It could go in any direction. Freya, I want to start by saying I I think being a young person in this in this day and age it was a lot. I mean, everyone thinks about their own generation is a lot harder because we could do whatever we wanted and nothing was filmed, nothing was recorded. <laughs> you know, people could say what they wanted, but it never reached you again. Mm-hmm. And we were just it was just totally different. It's a totally different ballgame now to grow up with social media and have all of that to your hand. How do you feel about your teenage years? How do you feel that they were? Um, I think they're definitely a lot different to what my parents have described. I think there's good things and bad things that come with the fact that like we have to deal with social media growing up now that mm. things are so accessible to young people growing up and you know this online bullying thing is something that I think is scary because you can't see a person's face behind it and stuff like that. So I think that's something a little bit extra that we have to worry about. Not that growing up being a teenager is hard enough by itself without social media coming into things. So I think it's been a little bit harder. I don't know if mum would agree with me. Yeah, well, I mean, we were both bullied, me and Freya. Um, I obviously was dealing with it in school, mm-hmm. but with Freya, it was pretty much 24-7. So, um, and the thing is, it was for me watching it, having gone through it myself and seeing the impact on her, um, because when just like I always say about me, I went into first year full of confidence, really, really popular, really enthusiastic about things, really good in school. And you were too. And yeah. you had loads of friends. And then third year, it was third year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was third year. But I think also it was kind of just the second I went into first year, you go in with this confidence, you go in with this thought of what secondary school is going to be and it kind of just slaps you in the face a little bit like mm-hmm. gosh this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Can you tell us and walk us through what did happen? So I went from like a country school where everyone was really like close you were close with the boys you were close with the girls and I had a really like close-knit group of girls that we all played football together we were involved in sport and next thing I went into secondary school which I was so excited for I just felt like I was like the big girl now mm-hmm. and then you go into school and suddenly you're the little kids in the school because obviously going in first year and I went in really excited and then all the girls I was friends with in primary school kind of like started branching off into other um, friend yeah. groups and I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself to do that yet to branch into other like friendship groups to try and make new friends in my class I was very much like oh can we just keep our friend group from from primary school because you know first year is hard enough anyway you're going into this big school 
you nearly need a, a map to get around. So yeah, I went in and obviously my confidence wasn't great. First and second year wasn't awful, but I was just trying to navigate myself kind of within school. And I also have dyslexia. So like just mm. the academic side of school was also really hard for me. And then when I hit third year, like girls would just, I think it was just girls being nasty. It was almost kind of like cool just to be nasty. And they'd like make up stories about me and like spread them around school. There was one day I went into school and I sat down and nobody would talk to me. I went in and I was like, hi girls. And they were like, they wouldn't even look at me. And there was this, I remember it like it was literally yesterday. I was sitting down. My heart's racing you telling this, actually. <laughs> I was sitting down and there was one of the girls was sitting beside me and I was just having a conversation. It was the only girl that was in my class that would talk to me. And one of the other girls was like, I'll call her Hannah. I was like, she was like, oh, Hannah, like, come over. I want to tell you something. So then I was sitting by myself and Hannah went over to this girl and she was like, oh, no, I like actually didn't want to say anything. I just didn't want Freya to sit with anyone. Yeah. And like they had no reason to that's be nasty I, to me, but, but that's it was what just I get. Easy. I don't understand where the the germ of it is. It was just because I was an easy target. Like I didn't have a lot of confidence. I I wouldn't really stick up for myself. I didn't really like find my own voice yet. So I think mm. I was just an easy target. And from there, there was just this one group of girls, and everyone says that there's a group of girls in every year that mm-hmm. just target all these girls. And it wasn't until sixth year, until I was like actually graduating school, that girls were coming up to me and they were saying, I seen you struggling. Like I seen you struggling in school. And those same girls were awful to me. And none of us had the confidence to go up to each other and be like, are you okay? Like, Build that I network. S- yeah, mm-hmm. I see you're struggling. Like these girls are doing the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd literally, I'd beg mom, like I'd be like, don't make me go in. Like it was like it was, it was like it was prison. I'd be like, I'd feel sick with the thought of going mm-hmm. into school in the morning. I'd walk down the driveway, literally dread. I didn't know what was going to come like. Mm. And that's when my, my anxiety kind of started when I was in third year. Like when you're growing up, you're hearing of like the likes of like depression. You're hearing the likes of anxiety and you never think that you're going to experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, I'm kind of a tough cookie. Like, you know, I played with boys growing up, like I'm well able, but it's it's not, you just get hit with these feelings that you're like, gosh, like, what is this like? It is scary. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And Tammy, you touched on this when we did our bullying podcast, but what did you do? Well, I, I, to be honest, the short answer is I did the best that I could. Yeah. I worked about 10 minutes away from where Freya was in school and she started getting panic attacks and she would literally be texting me from the toilets you know, trying to breathe mm-hmm. or, you know, she would be begging me to come and collect her. And it got so bad that I just was like the big issue that I had, the big quandary that I always struggled with is, you know, we know that kids grow resilience through challenging experiences, right? Yeah. So there's a certain amount of meanness that they have to deal with to be able to just learn how to communicate and deal with relationships and learn about themselves. Where is the line between that and actually really harming a person? And it got to a stage where she was having a panic attack on the way to school at the gate. 
and I was in the car going, do I make her go in? Because she still needs to get an education. And if I just leave her stay home, how long will she stay home for? Um, so that was the big struggle I had is yeah. that I didn't have I didn't have any of those answers and I didn't want to take one path and then mess up the other path. And, you know, like we were really lucky because Freya got into therapy fairly quickly. And for me, that was a huge relief because I knew she had somewhere to go to talk to with somebody who and and space to be able to be totally honest. Mm -hmm. But I also went to therapy during that time as well for me, because this like being honest with you, this is one of the most stressful things I ever went through. Yes. Get Freya through school. And it wasn't just a little while. It was third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year until the day she left. Two things. One is like that's obviously that along with a physical ailment is like your parents' worst worst nightmare. But with the Shona project and Freya, I would like you to answer this as well. I'm just thinking you talk about, you know, we talk about upstanders and behavior. And if you're, you know, see someone in struggling and we really instill that in our kids, like that goes around Jones School quite a bit. But as parents or as workshops that you do as well, we have to be able to enable those people, like you say, those girls that came up to you later on to actually go, what what can I do now? What can we do together to come together in order to help these people? Yeah, well, I think what we do in workshops works really, really well. And I can do them with girls I don't know because I can be impartial, right? And, you know, I can go into a group of 100 girls and I can work with them and try and be positive and all the rest. Yeah. But when somebody's bullying your own daughter, you just want to kill them. Yeah. You know, you're like, because you can see, like there there was one day in particular that sticks out in my mind. I don't know if you remember this day, Fraser. I'm laughing because I kind of I kind of know what you're going to say. Yeah. The day in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. There was one day where I went into the bathroom and she was literally sitting on the floor. Yeah. In a complete panic attack. Absolutely distraught. Yeah. And I was like, if those girls that have put you here could see what they've done to you. Yeah. You know, that was what, what I really struggled with. So, But there's also been times where girls will like approach me and say like, oh, I'm really sorry for like what I put you through. And I'll always forgive them because it's so much easier for me to right. walk past someone and say hi than walk past someone and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She'll forgive quicker than and I mom, will. And mom will be like, Mm. I understand <laughs> like, that though yeah. I understand that why you couldn't Tammy but going back to that question what do you think could have happened for all the other girls to kind of how do we help girls go we need to build each other up see I think with this particular group of girls that was in my year everyone was so terrified of them that mm. they didn't want to be seen to be helping the girls that they were putting down mm. like everyone is so terrified that like if someone was to help me, next thing they'll become the girl that they pick on. They target. It's, it's, it's actually so sad when you think about it because the amount of people that approached me in sixth year that said, I seen that you were struggling. And, you know, if just one of them came up to me, I think, and just said, I see that you're struggling, are you okay? The difference I could have made, like... And the power, so Ali talked about this in our bullying podcast as well, thing, yeah. the power of forgiving. Mm. So you came to that on your own because obviously your mother was never going to forgive them. So yeah. you came to that on your own. Yeah, I think for me, I've always kind of been a forgiving person anyway, mm. because it holds something in you. If I hold that grudge, like it's just going to affect myself more than it's going to affect them if I say, no, well, yeah, you ruined me and blah, blah, blah. It's a lot easier for me to say, 
I appreciate because it's not easy. It's not easy for you to go up to someone and say like, I'm sorry, like that was really awful of me. Like that yeah. takes a lot of guts as well. So, you know, you just have to kind of be the bigger person and say, I really appreciate you doing that. And mm. you're just letting things slide because at the end, of, it is hard. But at the end of the day, like, as I said, it's a lot easier to walk past someone and just say, hi. Then have that actual you? physical Yeah, and that's, that's anxiety then building up. When you see that person down the street, the anxiety is building yeah. up and you, oh, yeah. God, I have to work. Oh, and that's something you, you struggle with as well. So I have a question. This is me being really brave. Because this podcast is for parents and there <clears> yes. will be parents listening to this that are like, my daughter's coming home crying. My daughter's having panic attacks. What do I do? So Freya, two questions for you. Okay. Number one, what did me and your dad do? me and dad mm-hmm. that really helped you through that time and was there anything we did with the best of intentions that was not that helpful that maybe wasn't helpful <laughs> um, I think we had this conversation once before after school that there was one conversation that I had with mom and dad that stuck out in my brain. There was one day where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot go into that place. Like, it's not good for my mental health. I can't do it anymore. And we were sitting down at the kitchen table and mom just goes, look, we're not going to make you go into school, but you need to promise us that if you're able to be in there, you will be in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I said, okay, my parents are different to other parents. Like a lot of parents will be like, no, it's school. Like you have to go in. Like you have to suck it up. It it kind of like, if I felt like I owed it to them that if I mm. felt good enough, like I would be in there because they were so understanding. and Because, because we trusted you to make yeah, the, to- the choice. Because then if I went in, they know I tried my best. Like if I gen- genuinely had a panic attack or I genuinely couldn't do it that day, they'd believe me and they'd say, look, she tried today, like she did her best. And that's all mom and dad ever asked of me was just to do my best. Like, yeah. And I think that's an important, like you do have to be so careful of that boundary because there is some kids that, I don't know if I can say this, but like, we'll just take the piss. Like, do you know what I mean? Some people be like, oh, well, they're not making me go to school, so I'm just going to stay at home. Yeah. Do you know, you have to kind of have that conversation and be like, look, like you need to be in school when you can be in there mm-hmm. and I'm not going to make you be in there if if you're struggling but you need to be honest with me and tell me like if you're feeling up to it that you'll just try like it's the openness in the communication but like Frey you feel and knowing what I know of your mom now that you feel that I can only imagine that feeling you could mm-hmm. tell them anything and talk yeah. to them is an anxiety relief in itself yeah yeah I think that's important because not a lot of people have the relationship that I have yeah. with my parents, which I'm like, I was extremely lucky going through those years that I was able to talk to my parents about it. Even the fact that, you know, mom and dad turned around to me and said, look, I think you could do a going to therapy. Like, yeah. that's not something that is... Open know, to all kids. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What did they do that you wish they hadn't done? Answer your mother's second question. <laughs> I actually, being completely honest, nothing. Okay. Like... <laughs> like I know that's going to make mom happy now but <laughs> well I can think of something that I wish I'd done differently okay and we did talk about this before I'm a fixer mm-hmm. I need to fix things oh yeah <laughs> now yeah 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 and there was a lot of times where I was just so terrified for her 
that I was taking control over everything and what she just said there about me giving her back the control and the autonomy over her own life. That's uh, looking back now, I think that's one of the biggest things for young people is they don't have control over these things. I know. And even if she has control over some decisions, like we can point her in the right direction. But for me to be like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Like I was seeing that it was affected mum and there were some days I was really struggling that I didn't text her because yes. I was like, this is going to like yeah. affect her. And I was like, this is going to upset her. Because I seen in her, she was seeing how upset I was. Yeah, it's yeah. horrific. Yeah, so like even dad would have conversation with me being like, look, like, Frey, you need to stop texting mom like when you're in school because, you know, it's kind of, and dad was like, if you need to text me. And that's when I was like, God, like. I know, but it's because you're so like attached and we are as parents. Yeah. But that, that freedom for decisions and, and not being a fixer, Tammy, like Joan is a lot younger, like she's yeah. only 12, she'll be 13 in May. She has said to me on a number of occasions, I just need you to listen sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's wise at that age it's because I'm like, thing, I could do this and I could fix it. But it's like, it's not empowering it's them. It's one thing I've really, really learned. And what I've seen from Freya, even now she's an adult, she's a young woman, she is so clued in, like she is so mm. self-aware. She knows her own limits. She struggles with her mental health, but she knows what she has to do. She has built the tools herself. Mm-hmm. And none of that came from me saying, do this, do that. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. It's crucial. It's really, really hard to step back and be like, I'm going to have to give you space to figure this out yourself. Like even the other day, do you remember you rang and you asked me to ring the doctor for you? And I'm like, she needs me. She needs me. I'll do whatever. Which we are desperately going to but cling on to for life. <laughs> yeah, because the worst thing is when they don't need you anymore. But I said, no, for you ring the doctor. You need to like take yeah. control. You need to manage your own thing. And it wasn't me saying, I don't care. I can't be bothered. I'm too busy. It was just me saying, you need to learn these skills for yourself. So that's one thing that I've definitely... I think I will struggle with that going forward. In fact, I know I will. Um, Freya, what about advice? What would you give to other people that are currently maybe in your situation or parents listening in who have children or daughters that are in your that were in your situation? I think just like I know people say it all the time, but just talking to someone mm-hmm. because there was a while I'm such an like an avoider. Like I can say I'm aware, I can say oh, you need to do this. But like when I'm starting to feel like that, I will avoid, avoid, avoid until something happens where it just all blows up. I understand that. And my mom will see it. Like recently it's happened as well. I just avoided, avoid, avoid it until it became a big situation. Like just talking to someone, like it'll half the problem. And just being able to text mom and be like, I'm struggling today. And she'll be like, look, just do your best. Like, because then... Mm you know that someone understands you and you're not keeping it all in. So I think if that's a friend, if that's a parent, if that is therapy, and I think with therapy as well, when you're starting, I started therapy at what, 12, 13 years of age? Mm. That, Which like, I think is becoming more commonplace. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's I think something that's not said about therapy a lot is finding a therapist that works for you because... I started therapy when I was 12 or 13 with this woman and I was talking about school and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's really not great. And I'm like, okay, but (laughs) what do I do? What do I do? And I was stayed with her for so long because I didn't really understand therapy because I was so young. Yeah. And 
it wasn't until I found my therapist now that I was like, gosh, like this is the difference in what therapy and is. And I think that a lot of people don't know that. And I think that, well, they're the expert. Yeah. I well, must different things work. I'm sure that different, woman different works. Different people. Yeah. Her, but Freya needs practical solutions and she mm-hmm. needs somebody to talk straight to her. I understand that as well. You know, yeah. you can't plumb us, Freya. Like, yeah. she doesn't have time for that. <laughs> what advice would you have, Tammy, for parents? I think first of all to seek help yourself I think we underestimate the impact this has on us Mm -hmm. I have to say getting Freya through these years is one of the hardest things I've ever done like she has an older brother she's a younger brother but this I found really hard her older brother is very like me Mm -hmm. so I kind of intuitively know Freya and me like love each other very much but we're very different people I always say that if mum was my age like, we wouldn't be we friends. We would not be friends. No. <laughs> I hope Joan doesn't say that about now. No, see, we do, we're just see, very, very different. But that's why you get along. I worry that the reason why Joan and I butt heads is we're actually identical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do. I do butt heads do. with my dad as well. But I think that's because me and my dad are, are like, right? yeah. yeah. So I think my my advice is that um, one of the best things that I did, I think, was you know you prioritize them. I need to get her to therapy. I need to get her sorted. But don't underestimate the impact it has on you. That's right. And I think when I'm well and I'm not in a panicked state because I think I was really panicked a lot of that time yeah. really stressed and I'm going to the worst case scenario um, when I started going to therapy myself I was able to be a better mom to, to Freya well, you were just able to cope better because you were being given skills that you need to do to yeah. cope with it it's I can't imagine. I am going to be honest when you were talking, Freya, at the beginning of how different first year is. Joan's starting that in September. I am nervous about it all. I really am. Because she's been in a scenario where they're the top kids. The school started with them. So they've never had anyone above them. So Mm. they're really going to get a shock more than, say, other kids who have classes above them growing Mm. up. So I really appreciate your time. And Freya, how would you you say you are now? Um, Definitely a lot better since I came out of school. I think... I was so excited to finish school and for a few months I really was living my best life but then it all kind of hit me and I kind of had to like process what actually happened in school. It was like I was hit with this adrenaline just to get me through school and then I just crashed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that I like never imagined was going to happen. I was just going to step out of school and be like, I'm free, life is great. Um, but I think I needed to process that to fully like just understand what happened in school. I think my situation in school has changed me a lot as a person in way in good ways and in bad ways. But um, it's definitely like made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the future and plans? Are you really kind of in a moment now of just rest and recuperating? A little bit of both. I'm recuperating, but I'm also excited for my future. I think there's a lot of things that I want to achieve. And just now that I'm out of school, I've realized that like not all education is going to be like that. Like there's areas Mm. that I'm going to be excited for. I'm going to meet people that are in the same, like have the same interests as me. Um, I'm hoping to go to college next year. I'm excited about that. I think some people, when they have a hard like situation in school they can kind of be like or like kind of run away from all education which mm-hmm. um but no I am I'm excited for my future because people are more mature arguably in university and in more control of exactly. their own autonomy and know 
right from wrong clearer yeah. as well. I actually think this is why she's hit this crash because she's gone into an environment where people are so nice that yeah. I think the unfairness of the last few years Reflecting. is only hitting her now. I was yeah. coming home from course one day and I'm saying to mum and dad like oh like I'm in a course with like mostly boys I'm like oh like one of the lads did this in the course today it was just so lovely. Mom's like that's normal. Like, people are nice. Like I'm like oh. <laughs> you, know, you have to unlearn behaviours yeah, yeah, and protective behaviours. Yeah. Um, the Shona Project you've been involved in that as well. What, does, what do you think your mum's work means? I think it can be a safe place for girls like I was lucky enough to have a safe place at home like I was coming home to somewhere somewhere I could talk to someone like I've been so lucky with what mum does that she really understands like mm. what girls have gone through and she's been she's been through herself um I'd be able to get information off her um and not all girls have that at home so I think mm. the Shona Project can be like a safe place for girls to get information realise that they're not going through all these problems by themselves information is power Mm-hmm. It is. Thank you, Freya. That was amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. And Tammy, as I say, you were brave to be part of this as well. I'm very brave to Very <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with us, we have an email. Uh, yeah, podcast at shona.e. Send us your questions because we want to know what other parents are dealing with so we can maybe um, look at those issues. And tackle future. it with them. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this one. We'll drop another one next Monday on Go Loud or wherever you get your podcast. Bye.